Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Air with the Chair. I'm Captain Nick James, your MEC Chairman, and I am joined in the office today by Jatan Wells, President of the AFA, Jackie Eno, who is the AFA Pro Stands Chair, and Wes Dixon, who is our Pro Stands Chairman for ALPA. Uh, in this podcast, we're going to talk about a topic inside the industry, and then we're going to join together with the AFA representatives to talk about ProStands issues, to talk about what ProStands is, the services that they can provide, and uh, some of the things that we're seeing on, on the line as far as ProStands issues between flight attendants and pilots. And finally, we're going to wrap up the podcast as we always do with a pilot question. Remember, if you have a question or an idea for a topic to address, please email edvcoms at alpha.org. So what's new in the industry right now? Well, unfortunately, uh, the industry has suffered yet another casualty as it was announced that a longtime Alpa carrier ExpressJet will be winding down their operations in 2021. This kind of joins two other carriers, Compass and Transstates, who have received their final salutes uh, earlier in April as the coronavirus uh, pandemic began. And it is likely that as we proceed forward, there are going to be more carriers uh, that will probably scuttle their operations before we actually get through to the other side of the pandemic. But why is this happening and why is this happening on possibly the United fronts or the American fronts, uh, but it's not really happening on the Delta front? Well, that really has to do with consolidation. The Delta network has already consolidated from seven carriers down to three carriers, and they did that pre-COVID. Um, that actually puts us in a little bit of a stronger position because there's a lot of cost efficiencies that come from that consolidation. Other carriers, like I said, such as the United Express side or the American uh, side, they already had some plans to consolidate, but coronavirus definitely put those into uh, hyperdrive, so to speak. So unfortunately, we will most likely see some more carriers that will scuttle operations as, as time goes on. Uh, that's the bad news. The, the good news is that we, at the Endeavor MEC level, would like to try to find ways to create pathways for Delta pilots, for regional pilots, for Alpha pilots, to be able to come into our ranks as opportunities allow here at this level. Right now, we're not hiring, but in the future, that very, very well could change. The other thing that's difficult about this past week, and I'm sure you have been following uh, the news, the aviation news, is that uh, a tremendous amount of WARN notices went out. Remember, the WARN notice is the Federal Worker Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act, and that is required to be sent out to workers at least 60 days prior to any type of furloughs. And so when we kind of take a look at how many WARN notices have been issued already and were issued over the last week, the numbers are pretty staggering. United has 3,900 WARN notices that have been issued, Delta 2,500, American 2,500, Piedmont 130, Allegiant 275, Spirit 809, Frontier 500, Republic 933, PSA 600, Hawaiian 175, Envoy 350, and GoJet at 200. Those total just under 13,000 pilots that have received the war notices. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean that we will have 13,000 pilots that will furlough, but it does mean that the companies are positioning themselves to have that ability come October 1st when the funding on the original CARES Act expires. So, you know, what are we doing at the Endeavor MEC level to try to mitigate 
our risk exposure to furloughs? Well, you know, first and foremost, we're trying to work with a company on any and all voluntary programs that will get costs off the books. The more things that we can do on a voluntary level, the less that we have to do on an involuntary level. And that not only translates into cost savings, that also translates into furlough protections. As you know, we've been offering TVLOAs um, for several months now, and those likely are to continue through uh, the end of the year. The company also has TOOPs, which they could offer either in half months or full month bid opportunities to try to get costs off the books. Um, we certainly would like to enhance the TVLOAs a little bit, change them a little bit to entice, to actually make them more lucrative for our pilots and to entice more pilots to take them because the more cost that we can get off our books, the better it is going to be if we do have to take involuntary cuts. Unfortunately, the company hasn't really been willing to change the TVLOAs. They wanna keep the program uniform from unionized to non-unionized to regional and mainline levels alike. So that's one of the challenges that we're facing on that. Another program that we have championed and will continue to champion because it's been very effective in the industry, and I talked about this during the last podcast, was special incentive lines. Um, and then there's some other ideas like zero hour lines over at United that we're exploring and may broach uh, that topic with a company to see what their appetite is on, on those cost saving measures. So that's what we're doing at the Endeavor uh, MEC level. The question is, what can you do as a line pilot uh, to help stave off furloughs and to get our industry to the other side? Well, there's really actually three things that you can do. Your first thing is call to action. Okay. For those of you that may not be familiar with the Alpha Pack or the call to action side of the operation, um, what I would do is I would encourage you to log into your Alpha account on the website and proceed down to the left side of the screen and you're going to see a series of check boxes. And what you should do is check all of those boxes uh, and support all the calls to action that are out there. But specifically, let's make sure that we get good participation out of the payroll support program extension. Right now, we have Alpapac representatives in Washington lobbying to try to get, for a lack of better terminology, CARES Act version two passed uh, through the House and through the Senate and implemented to try to help stave off some of these 13,000 uh, job losses, if not stave off all of them. Uh, currently, our participation sits at about 34%. Uh, Alpa carriers on average are at about 38%. And I actually just spoke with uh, one of the representatives from United Airlines. They're all the way up at 60%. But everybody, everybody should be doing more. This is a free service. All it takes is about one minute. You literally can do it on the van ride to the airport. Um, and it's, it sends form letters out to your representatives, both on the um, local and state levels. And it just tells those representatives that you support an extension to the payroll support program. So please take just the one or two minutes that it's going to take you to participate in the call to action. The other thing that uh, you could do to help support the cause is support the ALPA PAC, which is the Political Action Committee. We will likely have a podcast dedicated specifically to the ALPA PAC to talk about its benefits. But just to give you a brief overview, the ALPA PAC is a bipartisan PAC uh, that supports Democrats and Republicans alike. They support candidates that are very favorable towards labor and very favorable towards our industrial goals and it is 100% funded by your volunteer dollars. In other words, no dues dollars are used for the Alpa PAC. You have to make a separate contribution to that. So you can also do that right above your calls to action. 
Um, it would be great if we could get a lot of participation in the Alpha PAC because those PAC dollars buy us the access that we need on Capitol Hill to get our agendas pushed through. And the agenda right now is we need to protect jobs. The other agenda that we're trying to accomplish is we're trying to accomplish bankruptcy protections as well. Um, unfortunately, and we may talk about this a little bit later in the podcast, um, but unfortunately, it would be nice to get no furlough protections. But even if a carrier gets no furlough protections, um, if we don't have the no bankruptcy protections, uh, the company has a significant amount of leverage to slap the bankruptcy card down and the no furlough protections expire at that point. So it's very important to support the Alpha PAC. Um, I know times are very uncertain right now and, and people are probably being very conservative with, with their cash. I would like to point out that we are one of the only carriers right now in this industry that hasn't had to take a single dollar of involuntary cuts and we have not seen a single warn notice go out. So we definitely can be supporting the pack and I'm gonna ask all of the pilots to do that. Um, and then the third thing that you can do is you can wear your mask. And I know you might be thinking, well, how does putting on a mask protect my job? And you know, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm sure uh, it's gonna come up during the pro stands uh, discussion, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, the mask has been politicized uh, in our country. And unfortunately, the result of that is people have some very strong opinions on whether they should wear it or should not wear it, and the um, effectiveness of those masks. What I would remind all of the pilots out there that are listening to the podcast is, here's the great thing about the mask. The customer has actually shown through survey results that they believe it enhances their safety. Now, again, whether it actually enhances your safety or not, I know that there is a strong debate going on on that one. But if they believe it enhances their safety and it brings them back to the airports and brings them back to the airplanes and we can start generating uh, better load factors and better revenue, that is job security. Um, also, the mask is a mandatory um, piece of safety equipment right now, and it is only a temporary measure, but it is in place right now. And so, you know, make sure that you have your mask on at the appropriate times. Please support the Alpha Pack and look to possibly do that call to action. As I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, we're actually joined in the room today by some very, very special guests uh, from AFA. Uh, first, I'd like to introduce Jatan Wells, the AFA president. Jatan, welcome to the show. Good morning, Nick. Thanks for having us. Looking forward to good conversation. Thanks, Jatan. Uh, our next guest is Jackie Eno, who is the MEC EAP Professional Standards on the AFA side. Jackie, welcome. Thank you so much for um, inviting us. Uh, appreciate it. Glad to be here. Absolutely. And finally, last but not least, Wes Dixon, who is the EDV MEC ProStands Chairman. Thanks, Nick. We're glad to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, I guess I'll kick the conversation off um, with what is ProStands? And this is Jackie and Wes, so this is really going to be directed more towards you guys. But, you know, what is ProStands? What are some of the benefits and, and why should the pilots and the flight attendants use this ProStands service that we have? Yeah, so uh, I, I guess Jackie will, will mouse the questions off each other. And uh, basically, the Professional Standards Committee, we provide a procedure and assistance to the MEC in solving problems within the pilot group. Uh, it, at least as they relate to professional standards, which we strive to provide individuals with the opportunity to seek assistance from Alpha in solving these problems confidentially through the professional standards system. Okay, on our side, we are here to support and promote professionalism. Um, we're here to support safety, our um, CRM. We are also here to help individuals address personal issues that may be causing or fueling conflicts, either it be flight attendant, flight attendant, pilot, pilot, 
pilot flight attendant. Well, excellent. I think that's a very good overview. And, you know, Jatan, let's talk a little bit about what the impetus or drive was behind having this um, joint pro stands uh, podcast. You know, I've noticed um, through my time as the Endeavor MEC chairman that there have been a lot of Section 19s, um, which you refer to, I believe, as Section 3s. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And so we've noticed that there's been a lot of Section 19s and Section uh, 3 meetings, which are just investigatory meetings. It doesn't necessarily mean discipline is going to be issued, uh, but there is that potential. And what we've seen is that there are some conflicts sometimes, as Jackie accurately pointed out, pilot to pilot flight attendant to flight attendant or pilot to flight attendant that really could have been resolved via the pro stands committee first. And if we don't take advantage of that opportunity, we open ourselves up as labor groups to exposure of discipline, whether that's, you know, a letter of warning or a, a strike letter, last chance agreement up to a termination. I have seen them all. This is kind of the drive behind it. And uh, Jatan, on your side, what have you seen? Well, we certainly have seen an uptick in meetings with um, tattling, in, in essence. Um, we look at EAP as a peer-to-peer -peer mediation and conflict resolution with your coworkers. Don't go to management. Don't tell on your coworkers. Reach out to somebody that can help you um, resolve the problem or problems before you go to management. Always use EAP first. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, uh, Jatan, because, you know, when you're in these types of situations, um, everybody thinks that they have the moral high ground or they're right. And you may proceed to management and you may find that you are actually the one that is wrong and the one that is being disciplined. And so you don't want to open up yourself to that exposure either. So, you know, kind of turning the conversation back over to uh, Wes and Jackie, you know, what are some of the causes of conflict that we have seen out there on the line? Well, if I have to say, definitely we have to remember that people have different temperaments, different points of view, and people communicate to one another differently. And we are here to help them work together, or should I say coach people on how to communicate and have better conversations with each other in the workplace. I'll expound on what Jackie said. Thank you, Jackie. What, uh, one of the biggest problems that I see that uh, that we get when we get a phone call is it's, it's similar to the married life, you know, from the uh, it, it always boils down to communication. Ninety nine percent of the problems that we have are just miscommunications uh, and it, it's sending a message that's poorly received by the recipient. And uh, if we uh, if we can act to mediate uh, that between the two individuals, most of the time we get it worked out. Well, I think those were very good answers, you two, and appreciate that. Um, so are there. Are there issues that or boundaries that ProStands doesn't cover or are you all encompassing? At least on the flight attendant side, um, we do not get into political matters between people and we do not handle social media bullying. Um, we keep it under the umbrella of when you work with another person, um, pilot or flight attendant, in the terminal, in the crew room, on the plane. We also don't handle cases where management is already involved, at least on the flight attendant side, um, and conflicts between flight attendants and supervisors and managers. Yeah, you know, it, it, I'll, I'll back that up as well. You know, unfortunately, we have those cases where management has been contacted first. Now, fortunately, we've got a, a pretty close relationship with our managers here at Endeavor. Uh, I've got a very close relationship with our chief pilots, and a lot of times they will call us even after they've already been contacted and say, do you, do you guys want to handle this or do you think you can handle it? 
and uh, we're we're fortunate to have that relationship with them, and uh, and and we can we can protect our pilots from that standpoint and uh, try to resolve it right there. I think that's good. And Jackie, I kind of want to touch on something that you spoke about that you don't really touch on political issues. You know, I think that when we look at our society today, you turn on the news, you turn on social media, you can't get away from political issues. You can't get away from social justice issues. You can't get away from cultural issues. It's just it's, it's right there in front of us. And so I think part of this is it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. And, you know, my personal belief is, you know, everybody has some very strong opinions on the way things should occur. Okay, so even though you don't necessarily deal with political issues, you can't ignore political, social or cultural issues. You have to find a way to mediate that. So what kind of tools do you guys utilize to, you know, effectuate that goal? We're here to coach. Uh, We also I also remind people um, to go back to this simple conversation. Try to keep it work focused or um, just remembering that you are there to do a job. It's all about being safe and keeping alive another day. So um, we just like to assist people on how to have conversations and how to speak niceties, like I say, to each other. And a lot of people forget that because they're so tense and so stressed right now. And we are there to remind them that we are here to help you get through any situation, if we can, um, at work, and we hope that we can help more. So, Jatan, you and I, even though we're not pro stands committee people, um, we still see all of these issues. You know, they, they somehow come across our desk. And so I'm sure the reps have reached out to you, uh, being the AFA president, and, and spoken about some of the different issues out there. But what have you seen personally out there? Or what have your reps seen? Or what has, what has come across your desk? Well, Nick, one of the things that I think we see a big problem with is the fact that the crew members aren't flying together consistently like we used to. We used to have the same set of pilots and flight attendants for four days. And uh, today we don't see that. So there's relationship breakdowns. We don't know these people on, um, we used to have really good relationships with, with, with our coworkers. And we don't have that today because of these um, constant changes of who you're working with on the flight attendant and pilot side. And it, it boils down to communication. We have to learn how to talk to people better. We have to be more honest, more open, and less critical. And when we are critical, it turns into problems. And we shut down. And then we lash out. And that is what we have to stop. Then professional standards, uh, great tool to stop um, some of those behaviors in in its tracks. It's not always going to be successful. But if you can't open up to people and be honest, then we're going to continue to run into some of these um, behavioral issues at work. You know, I like to tee off on exactly what everyone has been saying in this room. And from a pilot's perspective, I absolutely 100% agree. It is so easy to become, and I'm going to use the word complacent. It is very, very easy to fall into that trap of complacency because you're right. From the pilot's perspective, we change flight attendants constantly. From your perspective, we change pilots constantly. And it's like, okay, you're in the back and you're in the front. And we don't really take that one or two minutes a lot of times that is needed to make that first strong level of communication and build that relationship because we think, well, they're going to be gone in a leg or a turn and we'll, we'll not see them again. And so we, I think that everybody can relate to the fact that we've fallen into that trap and we need to probably be cognizant of that and use our threat and error management skills, both on the Alpha side and the AFA side to try to recognize that and, and trap that error. So those, I think that's some, some very good uh, feedback. Um, so we've talked a lot about what 
Pro Stands is and what they offer, but there are some differences between Alpha Pro Stands and AFA Pro Stands. Uh, Wes and Jackie, would you like guys like to talk about that? First thing everyone has to remember is that AFA is not only professional standards, but it's EAP, which is the Employee Assistance Program. Uh, also, on the AFA side, um, we don't reach out to speak to witnesses. Um, we don't call. Uh, if they do happen to call us, we don't really, um, they want, they feel comfortable calling us, that's fine, but we really don't get too involved. It's between the reporter and the reported. Um, also, um, like, like what was mentioned earlier, everything is confidential. Once we're also done, any case notes that we do have and close, it is shred. Thank you, Jackie. The uh, the biggest difference that I see is is the is maybe the confidentiality thing. Uh, you know, we we do give the complainant's name um, to the other party. Uh, we don't let that be a secret. Uh, we try to keep an open dialogue amongst one another, so um, so that we can mediate a, a peaceful resolution to whatever the issue may be. Uh, we do monitor social media. Uh, not that we're the social media police or anything like that, but we try to keep media, social media scrubbed of names, uh, any kind of identifying information. You know, if there's a problem that Captain A is having, we want to keep Captain A's name out of it. We're just trying to keep folks out of trouble. And uh, so, I, you know, I may uh, I may call a, uh, a pilot, someone in the pilot group and say, look, you know, let's let's remove that from social media and uh, hopefully that will resolve the issue. And uh, witnesses, you know, rarely ever do I ever have to contact witnesses. Uh, it's, you know, that's just really not what we are. But uh, but if there's a, a problem with the flight deck, uh, flight crew and the cabin crew, you know, I may bring all parties involved and, and try to mediate that. But. So while we don't monitor um, social media per se, we do get feedback. We do hear from other flight attendants, um, sometimes even pilots, that'll reach out to one of the um, AFA officers, uh, a rep, and say that, you know, we've seen this going on on social media, and we will tackle those individual issues. We'll reach out to the flight attendant. You know, it's something that maybe you should remove from social media to protect yourself. Or um, in, under the EAP umbrella, there are um, different services that are offered. There may be flight attendants that need further assistance, that they may be, there may be some troubles in their life that they're lashing out on social media. And so AFA will respond to the social media in those regards, but we don't, we are not Facebook police. It's usually something that's brought to us, told, you know, hey, you guys might need to be aware of this, and then we'll, we'll jump on it and, and, and tackle it on that end. Yeah, thank you. And I, I think she's exactly right. And I want to reiterate to everyone out there that we are not the Facebook police. I just, we're just trying to keep folks from getting jammed up. And if I call you and say, hey, look, you know, this post, you know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to reconsider that. That's up to you. If you want to leave it on there, that's your business. It's just guidance. We're trying to keep folks from getting jammed up. That's all. So, Jatan, in the past, AFA has had a structure uh, within your professional standards committee where there's essentially been a lead inside each of the domiciles. And that lead's role is to try to forge and develop those relationships um, with base management so that when issues do come across base management's desk, their first thought isn't, let's go to a section three or a section 19. Let's see if we can engage professional standards. So do you want to expound upon that a little bit? Yeah, actually, uh, years back, um, it was a great program and it was working really well. A crew member would walk into the manager's office and start to complain about 
Susie or John, and the RCM would say, yeah, wait a minute, maybe you need to call AFA about this first. Reach out to the AFA, and actually they were providing the phone numbers, either our 855 number or the local EAP um, professional standards reps phone number. Give them a call, right? You have a conversation with them first. Let's let's hand it off to them first. And the problem is, is that over the years, we've seen such a change in our managers that relationship has broken down. So uh, I really, really, Jackie has very strong feelings about it and about picking it back up and making it stronger going forward. So that's where you know, it was a it was a, a team effort between Elpa and AFA. So the hope is that we can get back to that. And, and Wes, when you took over as ProStance chairman, I think that we had that very same conversation, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So Jackie and I have been working together now for a couple of years, and uh, we've we've really built this pretty tight bond with one another in resolving issues. And that's one of the uh, one of the main goals, I guess, for, for ProStance is we want to solidify that relationship within the flight attendants, within the flight crew. It needs to be a, a uh, very, I, I guess, a close bond. We are a flight crew. We're not separate entities, really. So uh, if, if we can all get along, that's, that's, that's the motivation, I think. So I guess, you know, we're starting to, you know, run out of time here. Um, but I think it's really important that all of our listeners know how to get a hold of ProStance. So Wes and Jackie, how do our respective groups get a hold of you? Yeah, so, you know, since I've taken over um, as, as ProStance chairs, there's, you know, just a couple changes that we're wanting to make. Uh, the main thing is education. We're wanting to educate the pilot group just like we did today. Educate the pilot group about what we are, who we are, what we do, and why you would contact us. Uh, we want to improve the accessibility of the uh, committee. And uh, we've done that so far, uh, but you have three different methods. Our preferred method to contact ProStance would be through the Endeavor MEC homepage under the ProStance tab. Uh, there's a simple contact form. It's very simple. We, you don't put any details. There's no documentation of what the, uh, what the actual problem is. It's basically just your name, phone number, seat position, and a ProStance uh, volunteer will be in contact with you shortly. The other two options would be an email address, edvprostands, that stands with a D, at alpa.org, edvprostands at alpa.org. Uh, if you email or contact us via either one of those contact uh, methods, that comes directly to the chair and vice chair. The vice chair is Lino Rojas. He's an Atlanta captain. And uh, Lino will then distribute uh, that contact to eventually we will have chairmen uh, at every base uh, that will handle these. As of right now, we're just kind of dispersing them individually. We're, we're working to formulate uh, chairs for each base that will handle those. And the last option would be uh, the ALPA phone tree, option six. That's one eight three three edv alpa option six. Okay, on the AFA side, our phone number is 855-433-8232, extension five. Uh, it's a system that will either um, get me, Jackie, or our international AFA EAP pro stance representative, Heather. Well, Jatan, Jackie, and Wes, thank you so much for coming in. I think that this really shows um, the, the benefits of working together, uh, both at this level as far as the labor unions are concerned, and also at the level of our frontline employees 
including the pilots and the flight attendants. And on those very, very rare occasions, because it is actually a rare occasion uh, that there is a conflict, please remember that professional standards should be your first step in that process. They are trained to provide conflict resolution and they do a great job of it. And they're able to mediate things uh, in a in a much more beneficial way and outcome for both pilots and flight attendants. So thank you to the three of you for coming in. We really appreciate it. Thanks. Nick. Thank you. Well, now it's time for a question from the front line. In every episode, we try to answer a question from you, the line pilot. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like to, us to cover in a podcast, please send it to edvcoms at alpa.org. This week's question comes in from Trevor Bush. Uh, Trevor writes, I'm concerned that if the company wants furloughs, the union may prefer that to temporary pay cuts, and this doesn't seem like the best solution. You know, so we talked, I, actually, I spoke about this a little bit earlier in the podcast, and I think I went through this on, on the podcast previous to this one. Um, what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to mitigate any type of furloughs through voluntary programs first. That is, that is what we prefer. Um, if we get into a situation where we have to seriously entertain uh, temporary pay cuts, one thing to remember about trading temporary pay cuts for furlough protection is there is no such thing. There's no such thing unless you also secure bankruptcy protections. Now, that is something that Alpa National is working on on the Capitol Hill and at the Washington levels. Uh, we have not secured it yet. But if we give temporary pay cuts under the idea that we'll stave off furloughs and the company decides that they want to furlough anyway, they're going to have a couple options. One is just to, like I said, file bankruptcy, which can be a costly process. So that may not be a, the first choice. The second uh, choice that they may have is just to claim force majeure, which basically means situations and circumstances outside of our control is, uh, is dictating this. So we really need to be careful in this thought process that we can save jobs simply by giving temporary pay cuts. That usually has not worked well for labor unions in the past. What will save jobs, and we talked about this earlier as well, is your calls to action, your dollar donations to the political action committees, and bringing passengers back into the airports and back into the airplanes and generating revenue. That's what is going to save jobs, is, is help from the federal government uh, at this point. So that's, uh, that's really probably the best solution for us. But Trevor, we really appreciate your question, and we will be sending you a gift from the MEC. As always, thanks for listening to the podcast. We really sincerely appreciate your time, and we will see you next month. Send everything to 531, runway 28, quit land.